Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is the Mindfully Integrative Show, and this is Dr. Damaris Grossman. And today we have a wonderful guest for this mindful chat. Her name is Erin McClell, and she is a joy teacher, author, speaker, and she has many of talents and a wealth of knowledge for you to kind of bring into the integrative space and for others to bring a little bit more joy and love within yourself. So I can't wait for you guys to meet her and for us to learn a little bit more about it. So thank you so much, um, Erin, um, for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I really appreciate it. And I ask um, those that come on just kind of like just something fun that people may not know about you. They may not find on like just a bio or just to look you up something that is just a little fun fact or a little uh, trade that people may not know. Well, I love to be silly and I often um, will play practical jokes on my teenager (laughs) for entertainment. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, what kind of jokes do you play? Oh, um, you know, things like, uh, I'll go to the health food store and buy something that looks good, but tastes awful. And I'll leave it out for her to try. (laughs) Oh, you're like, Oh, try this new thing. It tastes good. It's so good. You should try it. (laughs) Yeah. I FYI used to do that to my college roommates as well. (laughs) Oh no. That's pretty funny. So you're kind of like goofy, kind of fun. Is that where that joyfulness came in? Um, being that your history and from what I'm read about you, you have years of executive leadership, but not you, a lot of it, it has to do a lot about people's future, their outcomes and, and bringing more joy into someone's life. What brought that on, um, for you? Was there a story that kind of made you be more joyful or were you always kind of having that? Or was there something kind of in your life that was like, all right, I need to be more joyful. Like what happened? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's, there was three sort of defining moments that led me to this. The first was an anxiety disorder that I created through talk therapy. And I say I created it because I know now what anxiety and a lot of the low level experiences are. They're an attempt to not feel your actual feelings So anxiety itself is not an emotion, it's an emotional experience. And so when you uh, choose that, um, and not to say this is not a blame or shame or anything like that, it's it's recognizing how powerful we are, that we can choose emotions, we can choose experiences, and we can unchoose the ones that we don't like. 
And that's a lot of the work that I do with people. And so I created the anxiety disorder so that I wouldn't have to feel the feelings of the trauma that had happened in my childhood. Once I had recovered from that experience of anxiety through naturopathic, uh, or I was a homeopathic remedy that I had received from a um, homeopathic psychiatrist, I realized that I had kind of a new lease on life. So I moved to a small town thinking that I would, you know, never get triggered and, you know, it would be simple and lo and behold, I was still there. (laughs) So I brought all of that with me and created it again. I started a business uh, that I had for 18 years that I was able to sell a few years back and uh, it took off like gangbusters. And so all the anxiety and stress and overwhelm that came with that uh, was the same experience that I had created with the anxiety disorder. And so I had my second defining moment was um, I had a stressful morning. A client called and was upset and I was uh, frantic to go and help her. And I raced over to a friend's house and I backed my car into her driveway and I sideswiped my car and her husband's truck. And I found out that he was under the truck working on it when that happened and he thought it was going to land on him. And that changed things for me. I thought you know, this is not okay to live your life this way. So crazy and stressed out and overwhelmed that you nearly kill somebody. And so then I delved into self-development and reading all the books and going to seminars and the needle started to move a little. I started to recognize that, you know, I was creating some of this Um, and things started to change a bit, but I would say, you know, prior to the last five years, I was, you know, type A super goal oriented, high octane, everything, you know, I was doing uh, triathlons and crushing money goals. And I had all the things and my business was crazy successful. And, and um, I found myself a few years later in a divorce, which was the third defining moment. Uh, And that divorce leveled me because I had spent all that time in the self-development arena thinking that I had all these strategies and things to pull me out of that experience. And I didn't. And then a series of things happened. I picked up a book uh, called The Course in Miracles. And I had the experience that uh, month two, that um, I kept seeing the word joy, like the answer is joy. The path is joy, joy, joy. And I thought, okay, I hear you. I got it. Joy's the thing. I don't know how to get there. And then as the, you know, as whatever you believe works, you know, things just show up when you're ready. And um, I went to a seminar and um, I learned a visualization process. And through that visualization process, I found my joy and I had never experienced that before. And maybe we can talk about the difference between happiness and joy in a moment, but I had no idea what joy meant actually. Um, and so when I discovered that I went and trained under that gentleman who taught me the visualization to teach his regular seminar. And, uh, I stood in front of my first seminar teaching, and it was like this download of all the things that I'd ever read, everything I'd ever experienced just culminating in that moment. And I went, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, teaching people how to find their joy and cultivate it daily. So they can have that as their predominant experience. Did you, when you experienced that first time of that joy, um, 
was it, were you almost afraid? Did it come out like overwhelming or was it relieving? You know, that's interesting. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. It was not overwhelming. Well, it was overwhelming, but in a really, really good way, not in a like, you know, I don't know how to handle this kind of a way. Uh, like a you know, joy topic, is, right? yeah. I mean, it was like, I didn't think it was possible to feel that, that way. And so that visualization that I was taught and that I teach now, it's similar to that one, um, is really about creating an elevated emotional experience, right? Because um, I know for myself, and I think most people feel that they are their thoughts and their emotions. And so their experience of life tends to be a roller coaster ride of, yeah. you know, this thing happened or didn't happen. And I didn't like that. And so you're in reaction to all these things. And when I realized that through that visualization slash meditation thing that I was doing, that I could change the experience immediately by, you know, getting in touch with all of the senses, you know, um, and so the visualization that I teach is a, it's like a day in the life of everything you ever wanted to create, starting from moment one, waking up to going to sleep and all the things, but on such a visceral level that you can raise your emotional experience. And so I use the example, like if somebody knocked on your door right now and you answered it and they were like, you just want a brand new car. I mean, at first you might go, um, okay, yeah, right. But then when you saw the car and you saw the brand new keys, you'd be pretty elated, right? No matter mm. what was going on prior to, you know, you could have been stressed out and all the things going on. You answer the door, you get a new car. It's like, yay, I got a new car, right? So that tells you that you can change that. It's just that I think a lot of times we don't think we're in control of our thoughts and, and our emotions. And so when we don't know that we're the ones and we allow our brain, our mind, our emotions to dictate our experience, then, um, then we are beholden to them. And that's what impenetrable joy is. That's what I teach is impenetrable joy. No longer being at the mercy of people or circumstances to dictate whether you feel good or bad or whether you have a good or bad day or whether you have a good or bad life for that matter. Like it's all your responsibility to create that environment internally. You come up with a very good point of like the, so you help teach people to be more empowering um, by bringing this impen impenetrable joy, correct? Is that how you say it? Yes. And is it impenetrable because you're trying to make sure people don't get there? You can't get past it. It's not, it's not able to be like, no one can just break up that feeling. You're saying that they've learned you're going to help them teach those tools so that they don't lose that feeling. Yeah. When you recognize that the work is internal and not external, totally. then you can <laughs> navigate and, and, you know, manage the internal landscape versus trying to most people's experience. I mean, so I'll just tell you stress, anxiety, overwhelm, worry, all of those things are experiences that we create and they're external. When you can navigate the internal, then those things don't exist anymore. 
I'm not saying they never happen. They do happen, but you have tools, you have strategies, and you can go inside and go, wait a minute. I remember that I'm okay. This moment is okay. It seems like it's not okay. Because those things are about projecting into the future, right? They're from past experiences, projecting into future. And uh, we're living so much in the future. There's no freedom in that. The freedom is in the present moment. Right now, right here, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with right now. And it's that story we make up about what we think is going to have in the future, happen in the future, that is creating the low-level experience. Because right now, literally, everything's fine. Like, nothing's happening. And we're having a conversation, but we're, we're, we're yeah. talking about that, you know, the story, but people do, they live in that future. They live in their past, you know, and, and they don't know how to, they get totally stuck, right? You're, you know, you're having to, to talk them through that. That must be, you know, a lot sometimes. Yeah. I, a friend calls it future tripping. I like that. Right. So you're going on a trip in the future when the future's not here yet. So you're making up all the reasons why you can or can't do something or why it's going to be hard or not hard or whatever. And none in those things, it's like 99% of the time, everything that you thought about that was going to happen in the future based on that story you made doesn't even happen. But we never go back and go, oh, my mind created this whole thing and it's not real. Right. Right. Wow. You spoke earlier about happiness versus joy. What exactly can you speak about that? And what exactly did you mean by that? You were saying that the difference of it, um, is it just that people don't understand the definition of it or is it more of, um, a feeling? Could you go, uh, speak to that a little bit? Sure. Happiness is based on external things. That's the new car. That's the new house. That's the, you know, whatever, the certificate, the job title, the, all the things that's all external and they're short lived. The mm-hmm. brand new car, while you may jump up and down when you first get it after a week, a month or a year, it's just a car, right? It just gets you from A to B. It's not any different than the last car, uh, or right. except maybe that one didn't get you to A to B. So that's why you got a new car. But joy has that same exuberance, but it doesn't exactly have to. Joy has so many different nuances. It has stillness and peace of mind, which is no thought or not thinking or overthinking. Uh, Peace, you know, calm. Um, And those things are, you know, cultivated. So that's, you find the things that create that experience and you continue to live those in your mind, in your visualization. You're resetting, you're retraining your brain to go back to that space or to this moment because true freedom is in this moment, the only moment we're guaranteed as a matter of fact. And so when we keep coming back to right now, there's still like, I can't explain it's, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, this idea of stillness. I never had that in my life prior to the last five years. I didn't even know what that was. And now I can just sit quietly and be at peace. And it's so wonderful. I'm not overthinking things. I'm not thinking anything. In fact, most of the time, whereas before my experience was constantly like, I need to find the answer, you know, again, external, right? We're constant. We're taught from a young age to externally find the answers. 
And I want to encourage people to look inside because inside are all the answers for you. That's, that's really important for people to understand. I think sometimes um, people are too afraid to go in. People are not willing or they don't even want to listen. So the fact that you're, you know, trying to um, get them past their, their, their barriers is super important. Um, do you have, I don't know necessarily you have to say a client per se, but do you have a story that you'd like to share about um, a, someone or for yourself that has helped throughout the years or um, with your, your teachings? You know, I feel like, so it's so interesting. Each client comes to the table at a different place on their path. Um, and just FYI for everybody listening, you are on your path hundred percent. You can't not be on your path. <laughs> it's right there. You're on it. You're making <laughs> the choices best as you can based on all that, you know, um, for my clients, you know, the wins look like, um, I was able to navigate my business without uh, being stressed out and anxiety ridden all the time. I was able to find some work-life balance to where, you know, I could set my business up in a way that it's successful and I can get aligned in myself so that I don't have to beat my head against the wall all the time or put in extra hours because, you know, maybe I went to work and I wasn't able to get focused. And so I didn't just sit there and wait to get focused. I did some exercises, got focused, got very efficient about what I was doing and super clear and moved on my way, was able to create deep, meaningful relationships with, you know, my children, like connect with them in a way that I've never been able to before. And my spouse, you know, changed the dialogue in the home to things that are working for us versus the things that aren't working out, which is what most people do. They come home. Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, the traffic and this incident and that happened. And right. And they change the focus and it changes the whole experience in the house. Like without even telling everybody else that they're changing it, they just on a subconscious level are having their family members recognize, Oh, we're not talking about the things that don't work out. We're only talking about the things that are working out because that's how we create more and more to work out for us. And that when we focus on the things that are, you know, we're grateful for that already exist, which is massive amounts of abundance, then the experience changes for everybody in the house. And then, you know, having their, you know, kids tell them things and teaching them strategies that they teach their kids so that their kids don't have to be anxious anymore. And, especially nowadays. I know my kiddo just went back to school this week and there was a lot of anxiety uh, getting back into school with a bunch of other people. That was really sort of traumatic for her. I can only imagine. Um, and then you've been able to, to give those tools to your daughter, even in your home. Has it been helpful? Has she been able, has she come home a little bit less stressed out, a little bit less worried? <laughs> well, thankfully, my father and her have a very good relationship. <laughs> Because she does not listen to me. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, within time. Which is, yeah. <laughs> Which is standard. That's so funny because an uh, elderly gentleman was telling me the other day, he says, between 13 and 22, you are just the fool that has the money. That's it. And then after that, they become adults and they go, 
what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I still have a little one, so I'm still going to have to go through that at some point in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I just, I really appreciate, you know, um, you touching on your expertise and, and all of your thoughts. I would like to know, is there someone that inspired you throughout the years or, um, that you'd like to share or, you know, or was it, you were saying something about a teacher or, um, yeah, you know, it's so interesting life. I'm not a person, even if just, or just like a something. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have many mentors. Uh, this life you know, it unfolds slowly. So as we're, you know, here right now, it's difficult to see all the things, but when you have moments to look back on life, you recognize there were different times and people that you met that said things and, or, you know, urged you to do things or introduced you to somebody. Um, And there was definitely all those along the way, but there, there are a few people that continue to mentor me uh, from afar. I've never met them in person, Um, but they are uh, Gary Zukov and Eckhart Tolle and their, (laughs) yeah, their books are so profound that over the years I continue to pick them up. And I hear them differently, that that's how, you know, the level of consciousness in those writings is deep because it can meet you where you're at and it can still teach you as you go along. And I highly recommend the seed of the soul and a new earth um, and the power of now, which is, you know, teaching present moment awareness. Um, a new earth is about um, just consciousness in general. And that's where I learned that I wasn't my thoughts and I'm not my emotions. Actually, who I am as the spectator of those things, because I can name them. If I couldn't name them, then I would be my thoughts and my emotions. But since I can name them, that's how you create separateness so that you can um, recognize that there's a story playing out outside this movie and there's a cast of characters and all the things, and you don't have to buy into that story. And Gary Zukov just helped me to understand the importance of this life and why we're here, what we're meant to be doing here, which is healing and growing from that story. And so uh, those gentlemen have had a profound effect on my life and I'm sure many, many others. I can imagine. No, thanks for sharing. Um, I'd like to know just kind of, um, as before we go, you know, I want those to be able to reach you, but before that, what's a little mindful, um, tip that you have for the listeners and those watching, um, the books that you had recommended sound like a great tip, but if there's anything that you'd like to share, just even a small something. So we've talked about it a couple of times. I think true freedom is in the present moment. And when we can get present in this moment, then we can focus on the things that we're most intentional about. And so uh, one of the quick tips that I teach people is this um, ability. Well, there's actually two that I'll teach you real quick. Um, One is being in the present moment requires you to sort of shut out everything else. And so the the two strategies I'm going to teach you is One is I always have a plant or I can look outside at nature or something. And when you look at something for uh, a bit, you can get curious and be in wonder about it. 
So I have a plant on my desk. I look at the plant. Oh, that's so interesting. Look at the veins. Look at the color. I wonder why it's that color. I wonder how much water and light it needs. I wonder, right? So that's one way to refocus and get here now. The other is a senses exercise. Um, I'll, you know, I would do like five things I can see, right? So if I get stressed out or anxiety or whatever's going on or a lot going on at work or whatever, I'll stop for a minute and I'll say, oh, I can see the plant. I can see that candle. I can see the chair. I can see that pillow, right? So five things and then five things I can hear, maybe two or three that I can hear just right close by. I can hear the buzz in the earphones. I can hear um, the dog barking. And then further away, I can hear the traffic on the street. I can hear the blower. I can hear that lawnmower, right? And so those bring you into this moment. And they're a quick reset to getting right back and focused into what it is you're doing. I, I, I appreciate you um, giving those extra, you know, guidance and kind of letting people understanding the senses of within, because I feel like we always just one, just being in the present moment, but also not really um, observing our, our senses that we have. Um, I appreciate, you know, you talking about that in general, and I would love for people to connect with you on a deeper level, because I believe that there's a lot a wealth of knowledge from you and many more things that they could learn. And just uh, from this short time, I'd love to, you know, dive deep in and get into more, more information, but I know that this is a short interview. Maybe some other time we can go into another topic or, or another um, more uh, in depth. Um, so how can those reaching you at some point, um, one of the listeners or those online, how can we reach you? I'm going to have information on the show notes, but anything coming up directly or um, a website that we can connect? Yeah. So I have a website, Erin, E-R-I-N-M-A-C.com. And I have a book coming out soon. It's in the editing process. It should be up on Amazon likely in the next month. Um, well, congratulations. Oh, thanks. And it's called Impenetrable Joy, and it talks about the processes to healing so that we can heal from that story of all the yucky things and strategies on how to do that. Um, I can't wait to read. Yeah. And then um, also on Instagram, my handle is Erin, E-R-I-N-M-A-C-L-L-C, and I post videos weekly and um, story memes, inspirational story memes. Uh, strategies, all kinds of things on my uh, site there. That's great. When um, we'll be seeing your book soon in the next month or two or end of the year. Yeah, hopefully um, it's great. almost done editing. We'll That's see. Awesome. And I'm hoping to, to get it on another, um, aside from Amazon, I'm hoping to possibly get uh, Hay House involved too. So that's exciting. Oh, you will. Yeah. You will. Not possibly. You will. You put it out <laughs> into the world. Your intention's there. You're going to get it. So um, I really appreciate you being on today. Thank you so much for your time and your um, inspirational and like words. Um, I know that the listeners appreciated and the time and I look forward to them reaching out to you. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's important to have these conversations. I, I could not agree more. Well, thank you guys for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative show. And uh, this is Dr. G. And 
make sure each and every day you have a mindful way. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.